0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I think we got a hot ticket tonight in
2: Buffalo. Bucks and Bills. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live with Vivid Seats. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Thursday Night Football tonight. I think this is sneaky humongous. I think this is like, maybe I'm overhyping this. Because I've played out, guys, the what What if the Bills lose? Mm. And they're 4-4 four and four mm. after eight games. Let's call it. The midway-ish point of the season. They have extra time here before the trade deadline on Tuesday. This is a major story if the Bills lose tonight.
3: Yeah, if they're 4-4 four and four and you look at their next four, they got big problems. So, I mean, they're on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. They've got the Denver Broncos, which is a layup. But then the New York Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles on the road.
2: Could be three losses. That, that could be. Like that, that, Probably that's what, more likely that, to, but, but, but that's, still. But
3: that's what they're staring at. I mean, yeah. listen, the New York Jets, they just beat the Eagles. They can beat anybody. So, yeah. I mean, like, this is a problem for the Buffalo Bills if they drop this one on Thursday night. But the issue with the Buffalo Bills is they make themselves easy to beat. There's no world in which they should have lost to the New England Patriots this past Sunday. No world. From a talent standpoint, head and shoulders above them, even with all of the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. I get that you don't have Daquan Jones. I get that you don't have Matt Milano, who's not only a hell of a football player, but one of your leaders in your locker room. I get that you don't have Trey White. But you still got enough to beat the New England Patriots, a team that had one win through the first six games. And you went out there and you gave them the game. And the crazy thing to me, Smalls, is that this team starts slow, right? We talked about the first halves. They've had 10 points combined over the last three games in the first half. That's an issue so they start slow, they come back, they mount the comeback in the second half, and they take the lead only to give it back to the Patriots. I, I just It's a maddening team to watch. The mistakes are absolutely ridiculous. And if they're going to continue to play the way that they are, then this team's championship window is closed. It's closed. Closed. As constituted, when we start talking about the core players like Jordan Poirier, Micah Hyde. Um, guys like Trey White Steph Diggs Mitch Moore when we start talking about those dudes uh-huh. most of those guys are in their 30s their window is closed if, the, if Josh Allen and this offense continue to have multiple turnovers and they've had multiple turnovers over the last three games if they continue to do that this team ain't going nowhere fast this season, and I think it's getting late early in terms of being able to win a championship with this core of players. It might be getting late early for Sean McDermott, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying it since before the season. I thought he was a sneaky hot seat candidate, and I'll tell you something. When you look at this team offensively and you think about their identity, you think about Josh Allen first, right? Mm-hmm. And when you think about Josh Allen first, I don't know that I've heard a stat this season that is more glaring than then Josh Allen has never gone two straight games without turning over the football. Mm. Never in his career since 2007 has had back-to-back games without a single turnover. And regardless of if they win tonight, I believe this team in season needs to change their identity. And I know Smalls' suggestion was Derrick Henry to the Ravens, and that's now, you know, everybody's kind of buzzing about that. They need to get Derrick Henry. They need. I believe the Buffalo Bills need to become an old-school NFC East ugly football team where it's just ground and pound, beat the crap out of the opposition, run the ball with Henry, run the ball with Josh Allen, and that's what they need to become. Because I think this identity of high-flying Steph Diggs, Gabe Davis, double down on the tight ends with K- uh, Kincaid and Knox— I don't think it's going to do anything for you.
4: But could that work? I mean, Josh Allen is a gunslinger. I know that you're yeah, saying you that
3: doesn't he, does
2: that exactly right. he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be. Stop trying to drop Josh Allen
3: back 40-plus times and thinking that's the formula for success. You already got enough of a sample size to realize that ain't it, bro. Right. Yo, what that, is- that, him dropping back that amount of times does not equal winning for the Buffalo Bills. That is clearly not your formula for success. So try to be a more balanced offense. Less is more with Josh Allen. There will be times, like Dan Olafke has said before, where you need Josh to put on his cape. But that wasn't on Sunday against the New England Patriots. And that's the whole point. Right. Like, they don't have to rely on him to do that. First pass was an interception. Every single game. They have to limit the opportunities that Josh Allen has to make mistakes especially against inferior competition.
2: I guarantee you, Todd Bowles, who I think should be in running for coach of the year this year, if they win the division, absolutely. You lose Tom Brady, you take over second year, and you and you win a division like this, potentially. I guarantee he wants his team to, to allow Josh Allen to sling it as much as possible yep. tonight. I guarantee he's talking to that defense, saying, if he wants to pass the ball 50 times, let him let we are going to stop the run. We are going to bait them to pass. Because Mike Lombardi, former NFL GM, I think had the best line about this. He tried he about Josh Allen. He tries to play shooting guard and not point guard. He you need to be a ball distributor without turning the ball over, your assist to turnover ratio. And then instead, <laughs> what needs to happen here is that you need to go out there and just give it to everybody else. Who's dancing? I don't even see what's That's going on. That's Jay Williams. <laughs> Jay Williams is behind the. Yeah.
1: Why is, is it coming
3: here? Well, we're we're talking about Josh Allen, the Tampa Bay Bucks Thursday okay, night it football. It is Jay Will. It's yeah. great. It's great Where to have he? him. Back. He was right in the production He's around. Room. He's around. He's around yeah. somewhere. We but like, no. To, you, to your point, though, he he needs to focus on trying to get the ball to his playmakers. Let those guys do the heavy lifting when it comes to the offense. He doesn't have to show off his cannon of an arm on every single snap. He doesn't need to try to run over every defender on every single snap. Lean on the other guys. You got teammates for a reason, dog. Football (laughs) is the the ultimate team game. Lean on those guys. Lean on a defense that's been opportunistic to take advantage of the, the short fields and the extra possessions that they give you. Josh Allen ain't doing that. He feels like he has to win the game on every single pass attempt, and that's a byproduct of the coach's routinely putting them in those situations and having an offense that's not balanced, having an offense that's one dimensional.
4: We're getting to the point in the season where things are rounding into form and we're really learning about teams and we're determining whether we think they're actually Super Bowl contenders, if we can trust them. Do you really even know who the Buffalo Bills are at this point? Do you have any clue who the team actually. is? You I do, actually. You do? Okay, I tell do. me. Who are they? Because yeah, I, I really have no idea at yeah. this point, and I should.
2: Now, Well, no, no, no. I think the, my answer is almost leaning into your question, which is – I know they're not Super Bowl contenders playing this way. I know if they continue to turn the ball over, they can't be in this spot. And, you know, they played in one of the most unique games maybe we've ever seen in the NFL in the last decade plus. Do you remember that primetime game a couple years ago where it was freezing cold, awful weather, and Bill Belichick decides against the Bills to run the ball, what, like 46 of 49 plays? I just remember remember he threw
3: the ball three times.
2: Right. That's that's it. I think that that is one of the most disciplined game plans any head coach has ever put together in the history of the sport. How tempting it is to throw the ball when they know you're going to run. To do something that you know is more fun, more exciting, but you know may not be better for you. If I'm Sean McDermott, I am I'm sitting down, and I'm watching that game over and over again with Josh Allen. And I'm watching. It. I say, you see what they did here? They had a discipline where the only thing they cared about against us was never turning the ball over. Because you give the ball to them a lot. And we need to change our identity where you have to understand you're, you can become a megastar, an MVP, a Super Bowl winner by doing less. As crazy as that sounds, the amount of games where we would sit there and watch Tom Brady, where you knew he could throw the ball 50 times, but he threw the ball when the pass was available to him. He did not want to turn the ball over. I don't believe the Buffalo Bills have discipline within their identity to realize this guy needs to play point guard, as Mike Lombardi said, and not shooting guard. And how many damn times do they need to make the same mistakes before they change the way they look?
3: Well, here's the thing. How many times does the coaching staff allow them to make the same mistakes is the biggest question, ball. So I just went back and looked at the numbers. So since the start of 2021, Josh Allen has had 40 starts in the regular season. The Buffalo Bills, when Josh Allen throws the ball 40 times or less, they're 20 and 2. Ooh, okay. Say that when, one again. When Josh Allen throws the ball forty times or less, they're twenty and two. Anytime he throws the ball more than that, they're eight and ten. So in other wow. words,
2: basically if you're calling plays, if you're Ken Dorsey in, in Buffalo <laughs> tonight <laughs> against well, against Tampa, eighteen is your max in the first half of passes. That if you're closing in on eighteen, you need to stop passing the ball. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's in the thing, half Here, here's the thing. and
3: I don't, matter of fact, let me clarify that. It's not, it's not pass attempts. It's dropbacks. Okay. So anytime you have 40 or more drop, four, more than 40 dropbacks, they're eight and 10. Since, mm-hmm. This is since the start of 2021. Anytime it's 40 or less dropbacks, they're 20 and two.
4: It's a pretty glaring
3: number. It's—I mean—it's obvious. Like, just stop, stop dropping back the pass so much. Lean on the run game a little bit. Get the ball out of Josh's hands a little bit quicker. Good things are going to happen for this team, but it also leans into the strength of the team and the head coach. The defense has been really, really good for the last four or five years. Let those guys get stops. Let those guys create short fields. Let those guys create extra possessions from turnovers. Don't make it harder for them by constantly putting them in sudden change situations because your offense is giving the ball away because they're so one-dimensional. And here's the thing you got to watch tonight. That Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, second in takeaways in the NFL.
2: Yeah, oh, no, they want them to pass. Here's, they, so here's they, the they, other part they, of this, They though. take the ball away at a
3: high clip. That I'm telling you right now, the Buffalo Bills better be very careful because Ev. I think Ty Bowles is thinking exactly what you said. Let's goad them into making this a Josh Allen game yep. rather than trying to be balanced on the offensive side of the ball. If they do that, that pass rush can heat them up, and our guys on the back end who are ball hawks
2: can take advantage of errant throws and opportunities. 100%. And I'm, I'm oddly pumped for this game. Maybe it's more that I'm just a hater and I want this Bills storyline to continue of all the turnovers and the mistakes. But this is why I keep coming back to Derrick Henry for the Bills. Because Josh Allen would have an argument of, yeah, I know I'm turning the ball over, but what, like, why would you change the identity? Look at our roster. You got me, Steph Diggs. You got me, Gabe Davis. Why would we change that? If you, and I'm not knocking James Cook. He's a younger back. If you look behind you and you see that dude, are you really going to walk into your coach's office and say, hey, we need to throw it more? Or then could Sean McDermott say, I- I'm sorry, listen. We have a first ballot Hall of Famer here. We're changing things up, right? If you go to a buffet and there's all kinds of great, greasy, chicken finger food, pizza, et cetera, you don't have the option to eat the salad. I'm sorry. Like, the, <laughs> But if you just go to the salad bar, you actually can't eat the pizza and the chicken fingers. They need to take the pizza and the chicken fingers away from Josh Allen. So just give him the salad. Hold
4: on. Are you saying Derrick Henry's the salad bar? Yes.
2: Yeah. He's, he's more efficient. He gets you leaner. And he gets you more productive. D- Derrick Henry, big salad guy. Didn't know.
3: Didn't know
4: that
2: either. No, I didn't. see, what? He seems like a tomahawk (laughs) steak Yeah, right, exactly. I
3: I was thinking of that kind of ribeye. Yeah, Yeah, high protein. No no doubt. Whatever you want to say about that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Coming up, James Harden. He's back in Philly, but they're in Milwaukee, but he's going to. What is, what's going on with James Harden in Philly? We'll get to that next on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio. doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book
1: direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. It
2: is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Smolman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, the latest here in terms of James Harden. So, he was not with The Sixers. Now he's back with the Sixers, yet they have said, stay away for a little bit. They want to get him ready to come back to this team for whenever it is they think he's going to play. Now, I have a whole theory on this. I don't think he's ever playing for them again, and I think basically every single thing that he's doing is basically saying, okay, so every time they don't think I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up, and then when they think I am going to show up, I'm not going to show up. So now he's in the ramp-up time to get ready to get to play after missing time in the preseason. The moment I think he gets cleared to play is when I assume he goes back home to Houston.
6: Uh, Re- Evan, real quick. Yeah. You mentioned not showing up. <laughs> uh, are you guys missing someone? <laughs> I, I got to be honest. So
2: I don't know where CC is. I didn't say it on the air because I thought maybe he was making – like doing a tape spot somewhere like for Get Up or First Take or something. And I like I didn't nope. want to ruin that. So I saw him go to the bathroom. Here I was talking uh, to Mike Tannenbaum for a little bit. CC is now <laughs> making his way back in here. Yeah, but uh, Pat – I'm I have this whole James Harden and you interrupt me. I mean, how dare you? What what happened to you just now? <laughs>
3: I was trying to recruit Jay Will to come on the show. Then I ran into Harry Douglas, who's going to be joining us in studio yeah, in the next segment. Yeah. So you know, I'm making the rounds, man. There's a lot going on here at ESPN. You know, we got uh, I guess the, the the sports smorgasbord with yeah. the World Series getting ready to kick off, and we got the NBA tipping off. And now we're in the heart of midseason in the NFL. Hockey. So,
6: exactly. We got
3: a lot going on.
6: We're doing a show, man. I understand that. Pat. What,
3: do, what do you want from me? I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I want you to, to be ta- your, the host of the
2: show. Wait a second. Well, I'm Wait trying a second.
3: L- Listen, you can't ask me. Pat can't me. do that. Pat no, 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 did a no, no, show. yesterday. to. Talk right. about, talk about, talk about, I'm about. You can't ask me during the last segment to see if we can get Jay Will on the show. Then I attempt to go get Jay Will on the show during the break, and then hold that against me because I'm late coming back. You just can't do it. Did you can't you? have it both ways, well, Pat.
4: Did you secure him?
3: We're working on
2: that. <laughs> it's fluid right now. It's fluid. So you didn't even it's achieve fluid. what you set out to do. It's fluid.
3: I, I'm going to also point out That's one not thing. for a lack of trying, Pat.
2: I. Uh, it's fluid. We came back. That Smalls and we're... I were talking about James Harden. Yep. The, you clearly were not here. On the TV side, they went to a two shot instead of a three shot. Okay, we could have kept it pushing. On the radio side, they didn't realize it. No, Pat stopped everything to yeah. make sure that we all pointed out that CC was late. He so wa- I just want to be clear: we, <laughs> we had we your back. were covering for yeah. you, but we had your back. There was Damn. nothing to cover.
3: Yeah, but Pat wanted to embarrass me because his team embarrassed themselves yesterday. <laughs> that, that's all this was. That, that's all that happened. That's what this is. This is retribution from Pat because I made him feel small because his team got bounced from the playoffs by the Diamondbacks, a team that won 84 games in the regular season. Great job, Pat.
2: How this turned on the Phillies is fascinating. But anyway. No, but uh, that's
3: where it's coming from. There's hate in his heart because of what I did to him yesterday because his team is such a disappointment. mm -hmm. And I don't understand why you want to do that, Pat. I'm not a bad teammate. I, I, I'm here for everybody most of the time. I was even here for you guys <laughs> just now when I'm trying to get J. Will on the show. You just here. I'm doing here. the bidding of this show. That That's what I was doing. I was trying to enhance the show by being able to bring on the former co-host in this time slot, J. Will. Right. Everybody loves J. Will. And that's the thing. Everybody, I when, love he's J. In, Will. when he's, he's awesome. in the building, comes around, they want to talk to him. And so I'm just saying, hey, J. Will, good to see you. Hey, bro, can we get you back on the show just for a little bit? I'm trying to work that out, right. but then people are asking me questions. Well, I don't understand why I'm, I'm. I don't understand why Pat Costello feels the need to attack me right now.
6: Because Evan had this whole James Harden take lined up
0: and.
2: Yeah, and you stopped me.
0: No, it was Canty's fault. Also, I think I have belief that James Harden will play for the 76ers before Jay shows up in that studio.
2: Oh. Wow. Wow. You- okay. All right. Well. Wow. Um uh, yeah, I I don't Nuno, even know how
3: you transition from that one. Well, no, I have I, can't wait to see I have this. something
2: because Nuno it's interesting that he's chiming in on this because um yesterday we introduced the ESPN phone tag where Greeny came in and and we have an ESPN guest and they picked the next guest. Yes, the next guest is Joe Buck and if yeah. not uh Nuno potentially has to go into an ice bath for a week basically, yes. right? <gasps> Do we have an update on Joe Buck, Nuno, cuz now you're 6 days uh left to get him?
0: It is being efforted the <laughs> <laughs> the ask is in. Wow. Pe- the people that need to be aware are aware. So uh, I feel kind of good. I mean,
3: Nuno, oh, do, you, kind do, of Nuno <laughs> do you feel like you need to call a players only meeting after one day of trying to do this?
0: No. I, okay, I, you I, need to go
3: Chicago Bulls
0: I, I, on this thing? I, I usually wait for the second day.
6: Okay, okay. got it. You going to be, gonna be on time for that one, Kathy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Now, here's Just the depend- question, guys. Just depends.
4: We we have different avenues that the three of us could reach out to Joe Buck, right? Yeah. Like, we all know somebody who knows him. We could text somebody to be like, hey, can we get you on the show? Do we do that? Nope. Or do we let them effort it?
0: Okay. No, this is this Nuno's is all responsibility. Them. Okay. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Uh, behind the scenes, we knew we were doing this. Yesterday on the way in, I was on the phone with Nuno. I said, what do you want the rules to be on this? Because we got we to tell everybody the rules. Yeah. He said, one week, seven days, we'll try to get the person within the week. If we get the person before the week, the clock then restarts, and we have seven days from, like if Joe Buck were to come on today, and Joe Buck then picks the next guest before Monday Night Football, which he'll be on, of course, with Troy Aikman on Monday, then we have seven days from today. Right? Mm-hmm. Nuno's rules, not ours. Okay. So I mean I don't So wanna, no
4: assist from us is what I'm saying.
2: Unless he asks us. Okay. I mean he's the one who set the rules. I mean he's gotta follow his these are your rules, Nuno, are they
0: not? They're my rules, so I can always adjust them. By the way,
2: <laughs> now nah, we got You got to agree with the Players Association here. That's the thing. We have uh, we have a Players Association. We have Demoris Smith uh, representing us in this negotiation <laughs> against Nuno. Anyway, all right. So James Harden back in Philly, but won't play again. My theory that Pat interrupted um, and just totally uh, made light of CC not being here, which is totally fine. Um, I'm of the belief. That every single moment here that everyone thinks he's going to do one thing, he's going to do another thing without actually acting in a way that is more unprofessional than he already has. I.e., he comes to training camp when nobody thinks he's going to be in training camp. Then he leaves after everyone thinks he's actually back with the team. Mm. Now, when everyone says, oh, well, he's not going to come with us the first trip of the season in Milwaukee for a game against the Bucks," then he shows up. They then say, stay home. He's now going to ramp up in Philadelphia, allegedly, to get ready to play in the NBA this season. I think the moment he gets cleared is when he goes back home again. And I think he's going to keep doing this yo-yo, show up and not show up when they don't anticipate it happening, just to create the circus in a quote-unquote more professional way until they do what CC has suggested, which is formally say, stay home and we're going to pay you to stay home. That has been... Half suggested so far, but not all the way in yet.
3: Yeah, they got to get off the James Harden miracle round because this is all he's going to continue to do, try to disrupt and make it, quote-unquote, as uncomfortable as he can. And I'm putting it in quotes because that's what he said. I mean, he called Darryl Morey out. He called him a liar earlier on this offseason when he was across the other side of the planet in China doing an event for Adidas, and he hasn't moved off of that position. So there's no world in which the Sixers can rely on him, can trust him if he's on the court with that team. So the best thing they can do is keep him away and, and figure out what their best options are in terms of moving forward. Now, they can put James Harden on ice. There's nothing that compels them to make a move any time in the foreseeable future. They could just sit on this thing as long as they want mm-hmm. to. James Harden has one preferred destination, L.A., and and Daryl Morey doesn't have to move him there.
2: And Woj reported yesterday, Adrian Wojnarowski, unbelievable NBA reporter, reported yesterday the Clippers are kind of quieting on this. Yeah. Sure. They're just going to say, we're, we're going to go through our season right now. That doesn't mean, and Woj said it doesn't mean it's final, obviously, because the deadline's in February. Sure. But for now, Clippers are not on this they're
4: gonna see what they have yeah
3: exactly and and so we'll see what ends up happening on that front but I I I think the Sixers are best served moving forward and not allowing James Harden to be a distraction they had some nice ads this offseason getting Kelly Oubre getting Pat Beverly um, you know getting a depth piece in Mo Bamba another big behind Joel Embiid I, I think they've they've done a really good job of filling out their bench because that was a roster that was top-heavy. Beyond their starters, they didn't have a lot of reliable players that can come in and, and give them get, good minutes. But now they have that. And so I feel good about the direction that this Sixers team is going, even without James Harden. That just clears the way for Tyrese Maxey to develop and to grow into the player they believe he can be. They believe that he can be a part of whatever big three that they have uh, trying to trying to build in Philly with Joel Embiid. So, I mean, I like the direction that they're going and just trying to keep a healthy environment, keep a professional environment with a brand new head coach and Nick Nurse. I think that is that is of the utmost importance in terms of this team being able to have success long-term and be able to hold on to Joel Embiid because that is, that is what this season is all about, selling to Embiid that the organization is on track to put him in position to compete for championships. It might not happen this year, but as long as it's pointed in that direction, I think that's something that he can get on board with.
4: Yeah, and I wonder what his teammates feel right now because as a totally neutral observer with not one ounce of emotion in this situation, I'm already over it. I'm totally over it. I'm like... (laughs) And I know that players respect other players trying to secure the bag. But also, if I'm a player, I'm like, enough with this. I don't want to have to deal with this all the time. I'm here locked in doing my work, trying to put us in a position to win a championship. And I don't want to have to deal with this all the time. But I'm glad
3: you brought up the bag part of it. Because James Harden, being a distraction, keeps everybody else from having the success that this team can. And if you don't win... Guess what? You don't get your bag. High tide raises all boats. Don't take away from what I'm trying to do because you have an agenda that's beyond a team trying to win games. And that's what James Harden is doing right now. He's putting self above the team. And so they won't say it publicly, but behind closed doors, they, they got a problem with what's going on. There's a reason why he's not on this road trip. Okay? And the players that are on that team don't want him there. Yeah.
2: If you have the reigning MVP and your singular goal, and I agree with you on this, CeCe, is to get him to be convinced to stay and not to win a championship, you have a problem. You have a big problem because their goal this year, as you said, is just getting him to want to be there. It should be to win a championship. Harry Douglas, host Freddie and Harry, will join us next in studio. It's on Sportsman Like ESPN Radio.
0: Have you ridden an electric e bike yet? You need to check out Electric E Bikes today, the number one selling e bike in America. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: Wave them like it just Uh-oh. don't care. Okay, you. your life is and all the... Of- Everybody let me hear you say, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't yeah. dance. Oh,
7: obviously. So I can't dance. You he don't like <laughs> maybe, that's why,
3: maybe that's why he doesn't like Outkast. Because he, like he can't <laughs> <so> he can <laughs> dance. Oh, no, I can dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can dance.
3: It's not to outcast. It's on like, here on ESPN Radio, presented <laughs> oh, so. by Progressive Insurance. I don't insurance. know how I get up every morning and do a show with this dude, knowing how he say feels about Outkast. when bundle
2: motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com let for more information. Yes.
4: Is that the worst take you've ever heard? Evan's take on
7: it's, it's up there. It gotta be top five. If, top if, five. And I don't think it's uh three, four, or five. It might be two. It might be two. <laughs> Very curious as to what one is. Harry Douglas is here,
2: Freddie and Harry, of course. Uh you hear 3 p to 7 p. Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. You heard Charles Barkley with them yesterday. Barkley shouting out Harry the other day, which is awesome. Let's uh have you weigh in on one thing that I just saw moments ago. Michelle Smallman eating tortilla chips in the break. That were all for everybody in the kitchen. You didn't see this. There was all these chips. Yeah. I saw the chips. Oh, you did. Yeah. Did you pass on them or you? I ate passed them? on them. Salsa and guacamole. Yeah. Did you eat smalls? No, ate I just them.
4: had one singular chip. I wanted to see how salted they were.
2: Would you eat chips Excellent. that early
4: in the
7: morning? Because I I couldn't do it. I'm a person that will probably yeah I would. One really? chip? But, I'm with, not but with cheese on though. I'm not a salsa guacamole guy, so I, I need mine with cheese. Dish. Now, well, Harry, like I got a, a little bit a of a hotter, a I got a hotter
3: take with this. I'm not a big finger food guy. Like, if it's finger foods <gasps> that's out there for everyone, like, like it's 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 similar to bar nuts. Everybody can just kind oh of no, put you their can't eat those. I yeah. can't. But I feel like the tortillas bar are nuts ju- stand away the, from them. The, the, yes, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> not my cup of tea, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the tortilla chips that are there for everybody to just kind of dive in and get in on. I'm going to pass on those dogs. Like place, that's a hard. That's a hard no for me.
7: What's the rest? Is it Texas Texas Roadhouse that has the peanuts that they on pass the floor? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that either. No.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but that at least has a shell on it because that's at least covered up, right? Yeah, what yeah. Cece's saying, I totally agree with the amount of dirty hands yeah, that are sitting there. Oh, yeah. gross! Grossing me out on that. Smalls is fine with that. All right, uh, Bills and the Bucks. <laughs> Bills and the Bucks <laughs> tonight. <laughs> uh, your hometown team uh, in Tampa, where you are from originally. We are oddly into this game tonight because of the, I guess, masochist kind of storyline of if the Bills lose, what it means for them at 4-4. Four and four, Fill in the blank. If the Buffalo Bills lose tonight and drop to 4-4, four and four, they? Need to consider
7: bringing somebody in defensively. Because I think when you look at this football team, they have pieces missing at all three levels defensively, right? When you look at Daquan Jones, I played with Daquan in Tennessee, Uh, Did a tremendous job up until he got hurt over in London with the pec injury. And then you look at Matt Milano. That was the quarterback of that defense, playing amazing football last year and this year. You lose him and then White in the back end. Those are key pieces. So if they lose this football game tonight, I would say it's because of the defensive players that aren't available to them because of injury and also the defensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have gotten to Josh Allen, kind of like we've seen the New England Patriots defensive line do last week. Even though they only had one sack – they made Josh Allen be sporadic and scramble all over the
3: place. No, hold on, hold on, Harry. I hear what you're talking about, and the attrition on the Buffalo Bills' defense is real. But so are the turnovers on the offensive side of the ball. Multiple turnovers in the last three games. They've lost two first or three. Played a the game they've, last week. They've lost two or three, and it should have been three had Tyrod Taylor not checked that play at the end of the first half uh, when, they were, uh, when the Giants were up in Buffalo. My whole point is this. With Josh Allen continuing to turn the ball over, interceptions in the last three games, how how can you trust what this team can be if that's going to be the offense and the quarterback play that they continue to get? You can't.
7: You can't because at the quarterback position, the most important thing is what, can't he? Taking, Taking care, care of, of the football. football. When you get in those offensive meetings on Wednesday and you go over your offensive must. The first thing for the offense normally is we must take care of the football. Don't give the football away. And then defensively, it is create turnover. So if you're consistently giving the football away, you're going to be behind the a ball. But I will say this, a lot of times with Josh Allen, his talent is so amazing. Sometimes it makes up for it. Sometimes it doesn't, though. And that's the give and take when, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen. My problem with them offensively is it has to stop being Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs figure it out. Yeah. And, and I put that on a lot on Ken Dorsey, right? You have to be more creative from an offensive standpoint. You have to be more committed to the run game, in my opinion, because I think, you know, James Cook is a, is a solid guy. But you just have to understand how to utilize him both in the pass game and the run game and be consistent in doing so. But also figure out what, what are other ways that we can get Gabe Davis open? Uh, Shakir. what are other ways we can get him open? I think the offensive system needs to be opened up and more creative uh, on that side of the ball, too.
4: Harry, let's stay with quarterbacks and let's go to San Francisco. Brock Purdy and concussion protocol. Sam Darnold is going to get the start. What are your expectations for him as he slots in that offense?
7: Well, expectations. First, I want to see Sam Darnold. Can he prove that he can you know, still be a starter in this league? And you never want the opportunity to come because someone else is hurt. Mm-hmm. But if you're him from an individual standpoint, you have to take advantage of the situation, right? Because I think he's on his last lead, too with the San Francisco 49ers and being a starting quarterback or wanting to be a starting quarterback in this league. So if he can go out there and orchestrate this offense, then there's no telling what may come of it because he's a former first-round draft pick and can't. Do we know this. Those guys are going to get chances on top of chances on no top of doubt. chances. No doubt. No doubt. No matter what. So can he go out there and orchestrate the offense and I'm not going to sit up here and say it has to be at the level of Brock Purdy, but can you be some of the reason why things are going well for the San Francisco 49ers? In this ballgame.
2: Yeah, and I think that that is different than the extremes that people have gone to, because we are very much Brock Purdy fan club on this show, yeah. and you are as well, and I think by even suggesting hey, this player, whomever it is, is going to be right there with Brock Purdy, is downplaying what he's done, and I understand the last couple of games, obviously a little bit different. Joined, of course, by Harry Douglas, host of Freddie and Harry, um, part of college football game day, Bear is awesome, let me tell you why, this Saturday, the Home Depot will help you get the projects done right with Bear Premium Plus, interior paint, Home Depot, of course, presents College football is college game day on ESPN, Utah, Oregon this week. Uh, Bo Nix, Penix, Caleb Williams. Like, where are we looking right now in terms of the Heisman Trophy in college football?
7: Uh, I still have, even after, you know, last week and scrambling and trying to get a win for Washington. Uh, or was it two weeks ago? I have everything going in my head right now, but <laughs> I like I like Michael Penix, and we can't exclude also J J McCarthy, right? Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't throw his name in the mix, but J J McCarthy right now is doing a tremendous job for the Michigan Wolverines in orchestrating their offense.
3: Boy, he made some NFL throws against You talking Michigan about tight window throws? The one to the tight end in yeah, the sir, middle? sir, that whiz-by that, that's, that's, that's an NFL Ooh. throw. That's anticipation, <laughs> but also
7: throwing the football over the middle of the field, yeah. taking chances and believing that, number one, you can make that throw and that your tight end is going to be able to catch it regardless of the, of the situation. You trusting your guy. So I, I really like what J.J. McCarthy is right now also. Uh, Bo Nix got outplayed by Michael Penix. Michael Penix really showed up now, and I kind of put that on Dan Lanning, right—the mm. the head coach for, yeah. you know, Oregon. Why are you playing man coverage versus that, those lethal wide receivers? Maybe he was fighting on for clicks. clicks. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
8: and, and I, <laughs> Maybe he was fighting for clicks. I, I, I like that. One. Uh, but but it's,
7: you, you talk about a team and Michael Penix. You've seen him freestyling on the sidelines about how he was going to come back and how he was going to do it, and then he has a receiver, Romo. Does he? I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick, and you leave that guy one-on-one. To, to, to seal the game for Washington, you just can't do that. But for this Oregon, I would say, in Utah matchup, I'm looking forward to the physicality. Because one thing we know about Utah and Kyle Winningham is that his teams are going to be physical. The only time I can say in the last two years that they got out physical in a football game was the game they lost this year to Oregon State. In Oregon State, in my opinion, they have one of the top five offensive lines in college football. Phenomenal running back. Phenomenal shifty wide receiver, too. And then they got D.J. Wangalale who's running things for them. Now, for this matchup, I like the two-headed monster in the backfield for Oregon, Jordan James and Bucky Irvin. This is a balanced offense, and what I do like about Bo Nix this season is that he's trusting his playmakers. He doesn't feel like he has to be Superman all the time. So I really like his growth in the pocket, but as a quarterback as a whole.
3: Harry, before we get you out of here, the NBA tipped off this week. I know your brother played in the league, and and you follow it closely. Last night, we saw the debut of arguably the most hyped prospect since LeBron James came into the league in the early 2000s, Victor Yama. What did you see from him in the 23 minutes he was on the floor? Well, I would say this. I think you're
7: going to have to figure out how he ha- got to stay out of foul trouble, right? Because that talent you want on the basketball court. But I thought it was a, a decent first game. Like we see, I think it was nine points in the fourth quarter. Yep. But you also seen the mistakes and the turnovers for being so raw. Right, Being so young, I think he's going to be able to overcome that and learn, and Pop is going to be able to show him certain things. I remember one time he had Grant Williams in the post. Don't try to back down Grant Williams. Nah, Grant, Grant that ain't going to work is, out is for you, physical. though. Yeah, Just shoot over the top he, of him. Just yeah, elevate. He's a foot taller That's than That's what I'm grand. saying. Just, like, literally just, a just foot elevate. taller. But you, just but you saw the
3: in the fourth quarter he decided to face up the next time yep. and knock down the jumper. And we call that a triple threat
7: position, ladies yep. and gentlemen. Before y'all young kids, watch it before you go to <laughs> yes, school. Yes,
2: you
3: yes. can pass, dribble, or shoot out of the triple threat position.
2: All three. <laughs> Weigh in on this very quickly. Uh, at Unsports ESPN, add of Radio on Twitter. If Wemby's career ends with 10 seasons played, a title, and an MVP, it would be a success or a disappointment? Success. I think Same people. reaction, all three of you. Everybody pauses because well, of the expectations
7: but how but high but it me, is. Let me say this, though. Yeah. It's because people think winning titles is like going to the store and buying a pack of M&Ms. <laughs> it don't work like that, no. man. man. Like it's it's hard to win an NBA championship So or a championship period. period. So when we see people win them, don't take it for granted because it's yeah. it's not I played football my entire career. Somebody to the right of me impeded one of my chances of getting to an NFL Super Bowl and championship. Nah, y'all ain't, ha, y'all ain't
3: had no chance in that game. Yeah, obviously. Y'all ain't had no Hell, chance Hell, we scored in that two game. points <laughs> <laughs> and it
7: came off a of safety.
2: That's Atlanta and the Giants? That's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was had 2011, no right? Yeah, y'all, y'all ain't had no chance. this yes, right Right there. Oh, oh God. 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 Oh, my God. He's that nice. <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. Harry Doug, you'll hear him with the great Freddie Coleman, the icon of ESPN Radio, the, the nicest human being. Oh, Harry's yeah. nice, but then there's Freddie. Freddie's just on another level no, of kindness. Now, you stop that.
7: Don't you do that to <laughs> my co You know, one fight we all fight, Evan. Just, just
2: saying, <laughs> Freddie's the best. You are, too. You're wonderful. You can catch him 3P to 7P Eastern, of course, part of College Game Day on Saturday. Coming up, I'm over at ESPN Radio.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week, the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
8: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
2: Smalls, we're going to have to give the ball back to Pat again even before I'm over it because um, this is what they want us to do. We'll do it. Look at the studio again. What's going on, man? (laughs) He's not here. I don't know where he is now. I hope he's okay. <laughs> What's happening to I I, I think don't he's know. Just a
4: social butterfly. You know, I will say But like, I was just
2: talking to Jay Will in the makeup room. He's he's getting ready for get up. So right. I mean, I did all the socialization stuff. Saw Orlovsky out there.
4: Yeah, it is it is kind of a cool place to be in the hallway right now because yeah. Greeny's there, Orlovsky's there, Harry Douglas is there, Jay Will's there. Everyone's chatting. Mike Tannenbaum. Mac. Mike <laughs> Tannenbaum is there. Everyone's chatting it up.
2: And C- he's talking and to Chris someone. Candy, I don't know where he is.
6: Now- Should I just call him on his cell phone right now, live on the air? And live put it on the,
2: on the speaker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. So we're going to call Chris Canty, who's a I'm looking a part through of the show. window, by the yeah, way, and have, he's not coming. No, I, don't I don't see him. And you would hear because uh, he's not a small man. Let's see. Are we going to call him? Are you calling him on your cell phone or on the actual? Him on the I'm put calling here? him on my cell phone. Okay. Let's see. Does okay. he have your number? Yeah, probably not. He's yeah. not answering. Oh, oh, let's see. He's not answering. Is his phone in here? I can't even get him to answer I feel like we're
4: prank calling someone. I miss prank calls.
2: This is yeah. so fun. This is, this is ridiculous. When you would like have call one pizza place, then the other pizza place and have them on the phone with each other. And they both think that you're taking their order and they're talking to each other. Never did that. No, neither did. Um, oh, wait. I think he's. Oh, no, he's getting, he's getting makeup. Make, he stopped to hall. get makeup. You got to be kidding me. He's, <laughs> he stopped to get makeup in the middle of this. You can't stop and get makeup in the middle of being late again. What is with you today? What is going on with this guy? I always say about CeCe, there's nobody more prepared for a radio show <laughs> ever in the history of this industry than this totally man. Totally so prepared. What is happening to you today?
3: I don't understand <laughs> what you want from me, okay? There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to manage show. it all, okay? I'm trying to get people on for our show. So this did I, I was this, out there. The seaport is hopping, it's yeah. buzzing. I got That's a lot going on. That's, That's it. It's like, like Grand it is. Central
4: out there. Just, just
3: trust that everything that I'm doing is in the best interest of the show. Did
4: you secure anyone? <sighs>
3: <laughs> as as Nuno would say, we're efforting we're as we speak. Okay, we're yeah. efforting. Okay.
2: There gotcha, gotcha. we go. All right, Pat. Uh, what do you what are you over besides CC showing up for the show, I guess, at this point? <laughs>
6: uh, anyone who says pineapple shouldn't be on pizza, pineapple's delicious. Put some bacon on there, put some ham, oh, ham no, on no, there. No, 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 it's so Pat. good. You know, I do not let you just a hater, a hater no, 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 for no reason. Oh my god. This is ridiculous. Stop it. This is ridiculous. Why are you guys trying to get my Javante,
4: not you too. Well,
6: yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing before, but I tried it. I was like, "Oh, this actually is not that bad." Oh my oh. god, it's delicious. It's well, sacralid, you, you know, yes. you
3: can't trust Javante's judgment. He's a Lions fan, so well, I mean, you, you can't you can't trust that. He's ridiculous. born into that, though. Absolutely, that's ridiculous. not a choice. You can't Pine- pineapple on pizza. It's, I think you can have. You don't double.
2: need to fruit the pizza.
4: Disrespectful.
2: Don't no. fruit the pizza. It's horrible, 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 no. horrible take absolutely horrific the star of the pizza are the three things that are on it the crust the cheese and the tomato sauce now what you do around it is fine but if you put pineapple on it no. it doesn't taste like a pizza right if you want sausage or pepperoni it has a pizza taste to it no doubt if you have if you put pine- pineapple on it it's a different food altogether don't even yeah. put it in the pizza category yeah. Also,
4: also, where are we stopping? we throwing apples on there, plums? You know, just all of a sudden, pineapple. Exactly.
2: exactly. Plums
0: on, on strawberries
3: right. on pizza? Why, you
4: know what I'm saying? We just all of a sudden allowed You're pineapple right. to be on pizza? Absolutely right. Why do
2: do
3: I ridiculous. have a strawberry pizza? It's ridiculous.
6: Absolutely. It's a order, terrible
0: take by him. Order the fruit salad an awful and put it on, on the pizza. pizza. Yeah.
6: Might as well. Awful take by him. Next, Pat. Great or, take. That's no. some bacon. It's awesome. I'm no, bacon.
3: You. No, listen. I'm with you on the bacon, but the pineapple, no, I'm all over. Pineapple and bacon. It's great. No, anyway,
6: no. Uh, people who don't clean up after their dogs. Like, is it really that much of an inconvenience for you to bend down five inches to pick some? Why am I scraping my shoe off on the curb coming into my apartment? Because you mm-hmm. are too lazy to clean up after your dog.
2: I agree with that. Oh. I also think that you could have just left it after people that don't clean up. Whether it's your dog, after yourself, no, but a dog
4: is a big problem. This is a totally different issue. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you, I was at home in St. Louis over the weekend. I was taking my parents' dog, Frankie. Shout out to Frankie Smallman on a walk at the dog park. There was uh, two women in front of me. (laughs) Sounds like a monster,
3: doesn't it? Frankie Smallman. Frankie Smallman. Frankie Smallman. You
4: know, (laughs) Uh, listen. My dad's name. My dad. My grand. My great grandfather's name was. Francisco Antonio. My dad is Anthony Frank. So his dog is Frank Anthony.
6: Oh, you're in the mob for sure. (laughs) You're right. I was about to say, Tony Smallman. Shout out a Frank. My dad is the Tony Smallman. Mob
3: Frankie Smallman, baby. Listen, he
4: may have had to flee flee the country at one point and go back to the motherland. That's beside the point.
3: Uh, But but anyway,
4: I'm walking Frank, and these women in front of me have their dogs. Their dog stops, goes number two. They keep it moving. I was aghast. I looked at my mom. I was like, Do I say something? I could. in in the dog park, they just let it go, did not pick it up. I was appalled.
2: Do they think they're allowed to because it's a designated dog park,
4: maybe? But you there are bags all around for you to. Oh, they to, provide that for Yes, for you, oh, for you to grab it and clean up. I mean, it's inexcusable in
2: general, but that's like extra inexcusable. But just the
4: brazen, I, I'm not cleaning this up attitude. I couldn't believe it, Pat. I could not be more with you. I can thing.
3: understand why you don't want to reach down and pick up poo, but at the same time, <laughs> I, that's the reason why I don't have a dog. I I I agree with that. But I also –
2: again, I'm going to go back to the kid (laughs) thing. Any parent out there with me knows how frustrating it is when your kid has a meal – and then you're like, where did they go? And the meal is still all over the table. It drives you nuts. And it takes years and years and years and years to get it through their head. Just clean up after yourself. I'm not asking you even to do the dishes at 7. <laughs> Put it by the dishes. That's all uh, the dishwasher.
3: I just remember it didn't take me years to figure that out with my parents. And I'll leave it at that. Just <laughs> so uh, so uh, uh, give one story.
6: Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> uh, Those dishes were taken care uh, of. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, dif- different year, different time. There yeah. you go. True, Fair true, point. point.
6: Uh, Pat, go ahead. Uh, Weight limits on bags at airports make no sense to me. These 50-pound weight limits, it's just arbitrary. They're like, all right, it can only be 50 pounds. We're going to charge you if it goes over that. But then you're going to take the thing out of your bag and put it in your carry-on. It's the same weight. It's all going on the plane. Is the extra two pounds really going to take this thing down into the ocean? What are we doing? Pat shows us
2: many times that he has absolutely no business sense. It's the easiest upcharge in the world. You come into an airport, you have nowhere to go, you, you're not bringing another bag, they're forcing you into paying 30 to 50 to 60 extra dollars because you have too many pairs of socks in your but bag. And
3: all no, they're going to no do no is, is put a heavy tag on the bag <laughs> and, and put yeah. it under the fucking But that's his whole
2: point. I My know. whole
3: point is it's stupid and immoral. That's over his whole it. point. No, it's not stupid. They're trying to make money. It's <laughs> hey, actually a business, Pat. It's a business. That's <laughs> yeah. what Well, as doing. someone that overlaps sometimes, that you I, mean I don't like
4: it.
2: Right, but again, as, as... Also,
4: I think it's discriminating against people who have great fashion sense. We need accessories. I need the shoes. I need the bags. Okay? Evan can yeah, throw a hoodie same. and a jacket and a carry-on. I and don't have good, good fashion go. sense. I'm just saying, you Come don't need now. as many things as I do on a trip.
2: Yeah, but my stuff's bigger. So there you go. Hey, phrasing! Crazy. Crazy.
1: Wow. You guys are unsportsmanlike. You walked into that, Ev. You walked into that. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.